This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear, and I'm TJ Majors. Freddie and I are back from Homestead, and Brett is back from a baseball game. We'll talk about Tyler Reddick running the high line on Sunday, how Noah Gregson's Xfinity race ended, and what Kyle Petty said about veteran Joe Gibbs racing drivers. We're also going to talk about the throw-up in Brett's truck. Let's get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the 22 Cup car. Uh, we are uh, missing one today, but we got a mostly full house because Freddie's here. <laughs> Freddie in the house. Brett Griffin, spotter for nobody this weekend. Had a nice little first weekend off since 1999, Frederick. Are you sure it was a nice weekend? I know. Was it up till yesterday? Well, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've been seeing Brett's tweet, so I know something so, bad happened. So it's a Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Jeb Burton, Derek Krause. Um, Brett. First of all, we are, I don't know if anybody knows this, we've moved our studio. We're now coming to you from JRM live in Seattle, North Carolina, because it won't stop raining. It will not stop raining here. For every day I'm home for like the last two weeks, I feel like it's rained here. Yeah. yeah. But, Although but, I got off the plane last night and it was warmer than I thought it was going to be. It was a little warm, yeah. <laughs> but it was still raining. So <laughs> yesterday morning, you know, it got up here and it was 40 degrees. It was so foggy you couldn't see. I jumped in my car, headed south to Columbia, and the minute I got out of the fog, it went to 75 degrees. And the minute I get into South Carolina, it's 82 degrees. And the minute I get 30 minutes outside of Columbia, a kid vomits all in the back of my truck. Is that I took, what that was? I took three kids to a baseball game. <laughs> and little did I know that one of them can't have milk or ice cream. Well, guess oh, what he had lactose. for breakfast? He had a milkshake. Ice shake. cream. <laughs> had a milkshake. <laughs> had a milkshake and a bacon, egg, and cheese. And he proceeded to throw that up. All in the back of my car, which I have leather seats. It shouldn't be a big deal, right? But the problem is where your seatbelt clamps into the buckle. Oh, yeah. It managed to run down Mm -hmm. underneath my seat and get on my jack and my hats that I have under there and my tie-down straps. And so I think I've got it nice and cleaned up, and I raise the seat, and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, So now I proceed, TJ, to clean all that up, and I feel good about it, right? Um, go in the baseball game, leave my windows cracked, come back out, smells horrible. So I get home, clean it up again, get in the car this morning at 7 o'clock, take kids to school, and literally Keeley was gagging the entire way to school. So I call the car wash place, and I'm like, look, I've, I've got a problem. A kid threw up in my car. And he's like, yeah, you're going to have to come leave it overnight. I was like, I can't. I'm leaving for West Virginia today. Me and my little boy are going skiing for two days. He's like, yeah, I don't. Good luck, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, you remember on the school bus – <laughs> you remember on the school bus when a kid would throw up 
it wouldn't like they put that powder down stuff on it. It doesn't go away in like a day. When you get on that bus the next morning, you're like, oh, it's still here. Like, Ugh. and plus, Ugh. it's wet. Like it's down in there. You think you got it again, but nah, man, it's still in there. I've I would had just, that happen. You know what I would do? I'd just buy another truck if I was you. Well, that's a Brad Little a friend of ours. So he sees my tweet this morning and he texts me. He said, "Trade it in." I said, "Brad, I just." Got a new truck. Like this truck is three months old. He's like, get another one anyway. Just get another one. Just get uh, it's one. over. Yeah, you'll never. You and the, especially knowing you, that smell is always going to be there. Whether it's there or not, in your head. mind, it's always going to be there. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna smell it for a while. I think it'll eventually, it'll eventually go away. But you're gonna smell it for a little while still. I loaded my whole truck. It looks like it snowed inside of my truck because all the baking soda. <laughs> you you need to yeah. You definitely need to. He's probably right. You need to take it somewhere and let let one of them people scrub on it for a day and. Soak it out. Well, now, how was Homestead? Anybody puked down there? I mean, no. first it was Daniel Suarez last week. Then this week it's in my truck because I made fun of him puking in Spanish. And now <laughs> that's karma coming back on it you. It is. Yeah. It is. Me being a smart ass, and this is what happens. So, Homestead, anybody puke? No, no, I wasn't there long not. enough. No, nothing really. I mean, it was pretty much a tame weekend. There's a couple wrecks on the racetrack, but there wasn't really a whole lot of. Uh, of action. I mean, the racing was great. I thought the racing's I, pretty good, but they're still they have too much control, in my opinion. Still, the cup cars, oh, the cup cars. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just talking about overall weekend. But yeah, we fly out during the Xfinity race the last oh, two weeks, geez. so I don't. I watched literally the first ten laps, and then we took off, and then I landed, and uh, it was near the end of the race. So it's just such a great track to where the oh, yeah. driver matters, especially in the Xfinity series when you see. Brett Moffitt and and Tyler Reddick jump in them Hour Motorsports cars and drive straight. You know, Reddick started deep. He drove straight to like the top ten somewhere, seventh, eighth in the top ten by the first stage. Um, you know, they they were in contention all night long. I thought Brett had the race won. Um, and then and then Noah. What we saw, I think, trending that whole night was if you had a long run, say thirty five ish plus laps on tires, the guys that could run the top, the very top, run against the wall were the guys that stood out. And Noah was the guy. Noah and Reddick were the guys in the race on Saturday where Noah just, I mean, he had old tires. Brett, Brett come in, put tires on, drove to the lead, and then with, I don't know, 10, 12 lap older tires, Noah ran him back down, caught him, the him and, yeah. and drove away. Yeah. So that, that top, and then the Reddick, you know, the, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure, but just the way them guys got that top work and at the end was was pretty incredible. Xfinity yeah. cars drive a lot like the old cup cars used to. The way they where you can run the fence and um and have the and minute things on edge. You like, know what the perfect all star race would be? Our cup drivers and Xfinity series cars at Homestead. Yeah. That'd be a show. Just I mean the the Xfinity package all what together. What about a cup motor? And the, the Xfinity, Xfinity cars with the cup guys. Well, right the, now the, the Xfinity, Xfinity motor has more motor. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like the big cup the, motor. The 750? Yeah. Um, Put the 750 motor in the Xfinity cars. <laughs> but like just the package all together in Xfinity, I like so much better. First of all, like I think you referenced this, like the length of the race is way better. But not only that, tire strategy. There's, we came in the other night, we ran one lap on tires and came in and put stickers on. Yeah, we and, stayed out and, and we should not have. Yeah. And I mean, but that shouldn't even be an option. You know what I mean? Like you should, and we still had like three sets laying for the last hundred laps. Like the Xfinity race, you had to budget your tires. All right, you know we're gonna we're gonna have to stay out here because we pitted. You know, like in our instance, I was spotting for Jeb. We pit with whatever it was ten to go, stage ten to one. go, stage one, yeah, and drove to third or fourth where we finished, got stage points. 
But then at the end, that same scenario happened where a caution came out with 10 to go yeah. in the second stage, and we had to stay out because we already used a set of tires. In a cup race, you're just coming in. Where were you running tires. before you, in that first stage? Before you, We were about 12th to 15th. So you the tires gained you seven, eight stage oh, points. Oh, yeah. 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 Wait, then, I mean, it was a, it was a, You weren't going to get any. No. And then, okay. the, and then the second stage, we stayed out. We were running about 10th or 12th again. Yeah. And we fit, we ended up having a really good restart and finished ninth. We were like the third guy that stayed out. So we still got a stage point, but all the guys at Pitt yeah. got up there and got their stage points. But that points. track position helped you oh, for get the, to that point. So it's probably yeah. a good call that first but stage. I'm just saying, like, the, you have to make those decisions. Oh, like, yeah. if it's the cup race, yeah. everybody's coming in with 10 to go in that stage. Everybody's coming in 10 to go the next stage. Like, I wish there was a smaller budget of tires to where these crew chiefs had to make decisions based well, on not using all their stuff. But we didn't – honestly, though, man, we used to have an issue with that, and I think we would if these guys actually had to fight the cars a little bit more. Like, we don't have – like we were just talking about, the right size on most of them cars were clean. Yeah. Like, there's no way – Xfinity cars weren't. Cup cars were. There's no way Anthony Alfredo – nothing against Anthony. There's no way Anthony Alfredo should go to Homestead and have a completely clean car. Um, and, and even – shoot, man – there, even the guys that would run our front would would nick it once in a while, you know, yeah. when they ever happen to wheel it. Because and I think one of the biggest things that this package, you know, brings at Homestead is you don't have to run the wall, like you know what I mean. Like I remember an old old cut package, like after fifteen twenty laps, it was like you better be up there and hauling ass because if not, you're giving up time. Now you can move down, you can straddle that top seam, you can run just above it, you can run below. Yeah, we're there's too way more. Up. There's way more options because of how much downforce they've got. Yeah. So you know that's I think that's that also plays into the fact why you don't see guys with right side damage because they don't they don't have to run up against the wall like we used to. Yeah. When they but when they do run up there, they look way more. I know they're a little loose off of four, but they're in more control. I think. Yeah. Like, like you said, like the like if you watch the only time that it happened was Reddick at the end of the race where you know tires are completely worn out, there's no grip yeah. left, and now you got to get up there and haul ass. Casey Boat is not in studio today, so I'm Jason Schultz. I'm going to lead the ring. Or I messed what? that up. Ring. I'm, I'm going to lead. Ri- and Jason. Hey. Jason first just, one of the day, Jason. Yep. Put your dollar in the swear uh, jar. Uh, who knew I'd be first? <laughs> I would have took that bet in Vegas. Damn, Jason Jason being the first one to curse on the show? That would have been, been good. I'm leading the circus today is what I meant to say. I'm the ringleader. Ringleader. That's what I was trying to say. Yes. That would have been like a plus 1,200 bet. That had to be way more than that. I yeah. It would have been the field. That would have been like a minus 1,500 on that one. I'm trying to make some people some money here. So before we get started, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Yay, it's time to sell the house. Home selling with OfferPad is as easy as... Welcome to OfferPad. How can we help? Ooh, let's go with Express Sell. With a cash offer in 24 hours. Mm, close in 28 days. And a side of free local move. Mm, you got it. And that comes with no showings. <laughs> Extra no showings, please. Perfect. Take control. Selling is easy with OfferPad Express. Request your free offer today at OfferPad.com. You just heard about the benefits of using OfferPad Express to sell your home. Now, if you live in the Las Vegas area or you want to move there, we've got amazing news. That's right, Brett. OfferPad has a market in Las Vegas and it can help make your move within the area or to the city a breeze. Las Vegas would be a great place to live. All the fun of Sin City all the time. Plus, you can see us race twice a year at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It's a win-win like the 22 in Las Vegas for you. If you want to go to the city that never sleeps, here's all you got to do. Start by selling your current home by logging on to OfferPad.com. Take five minutes to complete the form and request your offer. 
Then get ready to sell your home and check out the homes available in the Las Vegas area on offer pads by tab. Explore the homes and pick the best one for you. Then you'll be on your way to a new life in Las Vegas. Go sell your home at OfferPad.com today. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, make sure you select the NASCAR option so they know that Door Bumper Clear sent you. All right, first topic. Tyler Reddick gains 10 seconds on the lead in the final 30 laps and settles for P2. Freddie, spot on, spot off. I mean, spot on. Uh, was, uh, Casey was here. I would tell her thanks for helping me out with my DBC pick. But, uh, yeah, he was uh, he was hauling ass at the end of that race. I thought he was going to wreck one time. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it, but I looked up there, and they were battling their ass off. And he, Truex was on the bottom. Mar, uh, Tyler was in the middle, and Kyle kind of squeezed Tyler. Yeah. And he was dead sideways in the middle of one and two. And I don't know how he saved it, but he just regrouped and went back and passed them both in the next two laps. But, I mean, it, like I said, when the tires wore out and there was no grip, the top was the place to be. And if you could make that very top work, you were going to haul ass. And I was surprised. And you know, Tyler's obviously been great at it. It won him two Xfinity championships. But I was surprised that the lack of the five running up there, you know, and is that, you know, I've, Larson's always been the best at it when we go there with the cup cars. And I was wondering if that, if you guys think that was a product of no practice, because I know practice, he gets that dialed in. You know, that's all he does in practice is wear that top groove out so he's dialed in. So was he not doing it because no practice and was Reddick so much better at it because he ran the race the night before? I, I think Reddick 100% is better at it because he ran a race the night before. I mean, to TJ's point, he didn't get to watch the Xfinity race. Did Kyle Larson get to watch it or was he flying too? I'm not a big study film guy. I like to go back and watch a little bit of stuff. I'm more of a watch the race the day before because the track tendencies tend to show up. I think Tyler learned a lot. I mean, again, he wasn't in a great car. He went out, had a great finish, helped his confidence. I got to say spot off, man. This is a place this kid's got to get a win. Um, we saw him start off the year last year on fire, and then by the middle of the summer, he completely went away, missed the playoff, wasn't relevant the rest of the year. Austin Dillon, the second half of the year, exact opposite. He got hot. Uh, Tyler's got to win, man. If you see these kids like William Byron this weekend, it's the second win ever. If you don't win, you don't stay around like you used to. I mean, we used to see guys come in, stick around eight to ten years, the Johnny Bitsons of the world, right? Nice guys, good with sponsors. It's not that way anymore. You got to win or they kick your ass out of here spot on for him digging at the end he made it interesting so but i don't i think i don't think larson needed to run that race i just think this is larson this is the product of the package like the you don't like we talked about a few minutes ago you don't have to run against the fence and obviously i think the hendrick cars had speed i don't know what happened to the nine midpoint of the race but he was fast there and the 24 was fast 48 was fast they just had a lot of speed um and I don't think um, in if we did run a race like we talked about where it didn't have as much downforce and you had to, uh, Kyle Larson would have been right up there in that Xfinity race wearing like probably oh, yeah. I wearing mean he, yeah but I think uh, it didn't take him long to learn that road course that he's never ran a lap at before I mean he started inside the top five or six or whatever and he ran inside the top ten and had a shot at winning all day so Larson he adapts severely quickly to things i mean he didn't he had never run a lap at that road yeah. course i mean not in nothing but a sim simulator more, but more so than kyle though i'm just talking about you know what he remember new team for him new crew chief new setups you know if he has that practice does he have the ability to get up there and dial his not only himself but his car into running the very top where now if he tries it now 
we go fast forward to Sunday. We're in the middle of the race. He goes up there. Now he knows what he needs to be up there, but he doesn't have that feel. You know, that's why I'm just, you know. The, I just think this package is going away from that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. I think that if, I think that if, if we had a caution in the middle of that stage, you'd never hear from Tyler Reddick. I think that, you know, if we have a caution with 30 to go, if we, you know, if you say you split that last 60 laps up and you've got a caution with 30 to go, Tyler Reddick runs yeah. 10th. But because we ran 60 laps and the tires wore out, it gave him the ability to have that, you know, just what he's been great at it for years. One and two up, championships. Yeah, there. get up, get yeah. up on the wall and and haul ass, and that's you know that was just a product of the long this run. This is kind of this is kind of what I meant last week. Whenever I think things are just different now, like I think Larson's probably the best. Him and him and Reddick and um, Bell's pretty good at it. Are probably the best running the top. And I think Reddick is the best driver in the field at Homestead. Period. Right. Everybody he probably talks is. about how great yeah. Larson is, and I don't disagree. Yeah, Homestead Tyler's really but, good. But yeah. Larson has speed, but Larson tears the right side off his car and he never does. finishes we, those races. We always talk about how fast Kyle Larson is at Homestead and he never how many race. wins does he have there. None. Yeah. None. But, but I mean, Noah Grayson should have won the last three races there as well in the Xfinity car. But um, Tyler's definitely probably, probably the best at Homestead right now. But I definitely, if we ever have a little bit more of a rain delay, I think we're, we don't have to run that daylight. Like when you just get up to the wall earlier, I think Tyler is more of a factor early because he wasn't very good the beginning part of the race. And you saw cars that were good in the beginning fade. 17. Yeah. I mean, we were decent. We were better in the beginning, too. I mean, we weren't a top five car, I don't think. But we, uh, like Brad faded pretty decently. I noticed that, too. I even told Bub on the radio, I said, now that the sun's down, I said, the stuff's going to the top a lot faster than it yeah. has been on restarts. Yeah. But I mean, what, I, what shocked me the most after the race was when I look, went and looked at the top seven, and there were five guys in the top seven that did not consistently run in the top seven last year. And and for oh, me, yeah. for me, man, I'm literally I'm I'm picking this thing up. And you know who you expect to see? Oh, yeah. Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, right? All the normal guys, and and a couple of them were in there. But I did not expect to see you know William Byron win the race. Yeah. I didn't expect McDowell. to see Ryan Newman. I didn't expect to see Michael McDowell. I mean, here's a guy. McDowell's running the bottom. Here's a guy that I walked out of the Daytona 500 going, man, good for him. It's a fluke win. He won't be relevant the rest of the year. And holy cow, he's got three top What's tens. He, like third or fourth in points? I, I mean, he's, Whoa, yeah, I mean, I mean he's, we all know why he's running good. I mean, he, he, he's, he's – but whether regardless of why he's running good, TJ – I didn't expect to see him run good, so I will give him uh, Drew Clayton props. Yeah, Congratulations! He and he, the impressive part to me was he was doing it on the bottom in three and four the entire time, like would not move off the bottom. He ran the bottom, and I'm like, normally you just move up and like, yeah, we got this guy. I mean, I'm like three back, inside on the line, still there, still <laughs> yeah, there. I'm yeah. Like, oh gosh, getting better runs off. Yeah, the bottom. but uh, hey, just see so you're aware, Freddie. Um, at two. Uh, 2.28 a.m. Uh, looks like Freddie lucked out. Sorry I didn't put it in the fence like I normally do. Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, he texted me last night, too. Uh, or I, I sent him a message. Because he was. I feel bad for the kid because he was got out. He's, he's bummed out. You know, and I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, man, you drove your ass but off. But he's got to be bummed out. I know out. he's got to be bummed out. I know he's got to win. And he and like and he said like if I made a couple more different decisions on restarts and stuff like that to put myself a little bit closer – you know, it's a different race because he was, I mean, by far the fastest car on the racetrack. I mean, not even close. And if he, if that race is, I don't know, 10 more laps, he's got a good shot at winning the I race. I mean, I said two years ago on the show when Jimmy said he was retiring, I said, that's who I'd put in the 48. I think he's 
probably the most underrated guy in our Cup Series right now. And obviously a place like Homestead, he can shine. But the problem is you get to a place like Texas where you're in the throttle so much, that's taking it out of the driver's hands and putting it into oh, the yeah. engineer's hands and into the crew chief's hands and into the aero department's hands, and the driver can't shine. Guess what gets to shine at Homestead? Yeah. The driver. So we just talked about Kyle Larson a little bit, and he led some laps and finished P4. It was his first mile-and-a-half race in over a year. And if you remember on the first episode of the year, TJ was not a big fan of of Larson getting back in the car and being able to succeed. So let me play this clip real quick, and then I'll have Brett and Freddie react. You know, I think it's still going to be a learning curve for Kyle, but he's obviously got tons of talent and adjusts well to everything he gets in, and he's fast in everything. So well, I mean, he hasn't been gone for 10 years. He ran this package last year. Yeah, but I think, it's just, I think it's just different now. <laughs> TJ is so different that he finished fourth. <laughs> I mean, I picked him to win too. So, are you gonna you gonna play that? You, you're the hands down the best guy at NASCAR of saying one thing and then contradicting your own self. <laughs> I just Kyle think, Larson's not gonna be that good. I'm gonna pick him to win. I didn't say I didn't say he wasn't gonna be that good. I picked him to win, but I think it's gonna be. You it's said just a different. steep learning curve. This isn't the this isn't the typical blast offense five laps in Homestead that we've had in the past, where you know where he that that's a guy that can. So, so what you're saying that. is he gets the quick learner award. He seemed to adapt, I mean, adapt he, pretty well. He adapted really well at that road course. I'll He's a world class talent. He's uh, probably yeah, the best driver in the world right now. I would across multiple platforms. He's one of them guys you could take, put him in a sprint car, a cup car, an Indy car, a Formula One car, and he's going to be fast. World of Outlaws, super Any, dirt yeah, late model. Anything. It don't matter. Yeah, that 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 super late or the late model that he drove on dirt at uh, maybe Port Royal or something during that summer last year. That's unreal that he gets in there and does that stuff. So out of the box, yeah, he's decent. Yeah. He's I okay. He, I think he's gonna be all right. Yeah, I just think this this package is not the Kyle Larson package. So this is if no, I, and we saw that when he was running. You know, like last year. This you know we most talked of the about time when now this, when this package came out. We talked about it's taking away. The talents of Kyle Larson. It's a company Kevin package Harvard. now. Yeah, this company's like, fast. That company's fast as a whole now. It's not. It's not okay. We're going here. This guy's. This guy's got a knack. Like Kyle Busch used to be sideways at Dover every time off of turn four, yeah. and just knows that place. I feel like. I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with. You. I think Kyle Larson is probably one of the most affected drivers by this package because he's just able to, to yeah. drive the hell out of still anything. Still good, but he's still the best oh, yeah. driver probably in the field. So he's going to adapt to it just as fast as anybody else. Speaking of Kyle Busch, all right, I'm obviously following the race on Twitter yesterday, and Jordan Bianchi tweeted, Kyle Busch is baffled why he's struggling so badly while Martin Truex Jr. is leading. Apparently the 19 and 18 had similar setups. And Kyle Busch asked, what am I doing wrong? And when I read that tweet, you know the first thing I thought is, I hate SMT. I hate the fact that Kyle Busch is questioning himself, one of the best drivers in the field. He's wanting somebody on top of a pit box to tell him what he needs to do differently. He's wanting the spotter to get information from an engineer that's looking at a computer to tell him what he's doing differently. I just want to take this time right now to say I hate SMT. I'm telling you one thing. So I really never used SMT as a tool a lot. You know, I mean, I used it in the past, but never like – studied it and, and and worked hard on it and we obviously went to the track this week with a very similar setup to what the 11 had there last year who won the race so i was focused on the 11's smt leading up to this race and i called wheels and i asked them if it was broken because like just looking at you i'm sure you've done this tj looking at denny's throttle trace through the middle of a corner is astounding like i could show it to you on my phone i took pictures into the bubba but 
that should not be, like I hate the fact that other people can see that because that's an be, advantage for Denny. It should be like, proprietary yeah, information. Like Denny, like what he does, I feel like it's completely. I looked at a couple different guys, and some guys are similar, but he's still like completely different than anything I've ever seen before. And that shouldn't be known to the entire world, I feel like, because that's his niche. That's what's making him better. That's what's making him haul ass through the center of a corner when he can do it. And and now I know about it. What the hell? You know, I mean, like I know how to – like I can, you know, tell Bubba this is what we got to do or whatever. And still, I mean, me you nuts. still got to – you still have to execute it, you know, if you can do – you know, if, if you can manipulate the throttle yeah, like he it's, does. It's a cheat sheet. But still, yeah, it's 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 giving you the, the, the outline of how to do it. Now you just got to try to apply it. I am not a fan of me having an advantage and it being given to TJ or vice versa. If TJ has an advantage over me, there's no reason why I should be able to look at it and go – Oh, now I get to know all his secrets. It's proprietary information. It pisses me off that everybody can see it, and I'm done ranting about it's it. It's not as bad now. I mean, honestly, with the packages that we run, it's uh, it's not nearly as it's not nearly as much now. Like it's useful for drivers, but with the package that we run, everyone's in the same box now. Look, you're closer together, so there's not as many tricks to do. You're either wide open or you're not, basically. You know what I mean? Like these mile and a half, you're wide, not a homestead, but we go to, you know, Kansas or um, um, Texas, places like that where you're basically wide open the entire time. It's not as, not as, um, you can't use it as much. But yeah, I mean, I've, this is why Kyle got mad right in the beginning when it came out. I mean, I saw Danny's throttle trace last night and it's like I looked, I saw it myself. It's, it's insane. I came back last night and started looking at SMT yeah. stuff. So. All right, next topic. Martin Shooks Jr. says, What the F, Denny? F-Con move was that? After the 11 slid in front of him coming to the stage two finish, and they both lost. So, Freddie. It's not going over well at this table. Please defend him. Does, does Martin not know the rule? I mean, what's, what's his problem? It, does he not know Denny's always right? I mean, did you not see this at all? So, uh, coming to the one lap stage, like literally took the green, come back to green checker. Oh, that's fun. Uh, eight, uh, 11 and 19 on the front row. And eleven throttles up off a of four, trying to get clear, and did not. And he's just like eleven's hanging on. I mean, the nineteen's on his corner. He just keeps running them out of room, and just opens the door for more, uh, Byron to drive by both of them, and win the stage. And I just think it. I don't know. I mean, it's just a point. We've saw it all weekend. I feel like where at that point you're kind of committed to you're coming up. The, the ten came up on the twelve, said he got tight there. We saw it in the Xfinity race with the seven and the ninety eight. Um, you know, I, I just think you're kind of praying the guy cuts you a break at that point, and neither one of them were willing to give an inch and, and <laughs> kind of cost himself. Yeah, kind of cost himself. Guy's not going to cut you a break then. Cost yourself, uh, you know, both you, both cost Gibbs a, a stage win. You know, where where you should be. You know, you're coming to green side by side front row. I think you can do everything you can to make sure one of you at least wins the stage. CJ so, definitely were you spot on or spot off. Uh, I'm spot <laughs> off on Martin's comment just because, like. He, in my opinion, over the last course of the, like the last five years, just complains about everything. What would Martin have done? What would Martin have done if he's if the roles were reversed? He's going to just hold the bottom and let Danny win the stage? No, I don't think so. So race. I mean, what? It's a race. We're rather a race. So Danny's trying to win the stage. Martin's trying to win the stage. And yeah, he got tight, screwed the both up, and Byron won. But what's what? If the roles are reversed, what's Martin going to do? Just hold the bottom and let Danny drive around? So the what outside? you're saying is Denny was racing like Logano. No, I don't think – I think they were just throttled up, like, trying to get everything they could. And Denny was – I mean, he was 
more than three quarters of the way clear. He should, you know, he was just trying to throttle up to get clear and get in front of him, and he didn't do it. And they ran them both up the hill, and the twenty-four got there. But you know, I just don't understand if what what was Martin going to do if the roles are reversed. That's all I would like to know. I honestly think Martin gives him a lot of room. <laughs> I do, and then he loses. Well, I finished second in the stage. Okay, I guess, well, you right? just said you got to run hard as you can for the stage win. So yeah, you're I do, run but hard, I don't. You got to give it away from. I don't see that. Just watching Martin drive over the last handful of years, Martin's not the type to to go up there and and do that. In my opinion, that's fine. So, but we always talk about here. Every point matters. So. I'm, hey, I'm spot off for the effort. But it just thinks they were teammates. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's probably not really a probably not really an issue if they're not teammates. So. Oh, yeah. All right, next topic. Noah Gragson says, what are you going to do? You've got dip in the way every single week after running into the back of David Starr while leading with two laps to go in the Xfinity Series race. Brett, spot on, spot off. Spot on. Noah should go kick his ass. <laughs> he should uh, he should go kick the 47's ass, the 48's ass, and then that guy's ass. I mean, Noah had been committed to the top. He had been doing everything he could to win the race. He had a huge lead. And it got screwed up because Derek Cope got in the way David, again. David Starr. I meant, I'm sorry. Well, David, David Starr. There, it could have been Derek it's Cope. Same, it looked the same thing. <laughs> it, it could have been easily been Derek Cope. But it was David Starr. You're right. So, man, I, I really hated to see those guys. I mean, Dave Ellens obviously knows how to bring fast race cars to that racetrack. When you look at what Tyler Reddick accomplished there with Dave and at JRM, I mean – Heartbreaking, man. Uh, I will say this, though, and Freddie and I were, were texting yesterday along with a high-profile media member about our opinions on it, and if I'm Noah Gragson, I know I have an eight- or nine-second lead. I do not want get to want to get to the outside of any of those morons. I'm going to run the bottom. If I lose a half a second, who cares? You're still going to pass David Starr, get clear, win the race. So I was uh, – I hated to see it for Noah. Um because, again, I, you couldn't have drove a better race and, and couldn't have been more dominant. And hate to see those guys lose like that. Those lap cars are just complete idiots, and it drives me nuts. So I'm spot off because I, I'm spot off because I agree with Noah. There are dipshits out there, but it's your job to know who the dipshits are and put yourself in better position. The 13 had been running – the same line for the entire race, and it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, where he'd drive in the corner on the bottom, and by the center, he's driving straight across the racetrack, three lanes to the top. And the video, I can't see his entry on the video, but I see where he's at, and he's in the middle of the racetrack, and I don't know if he's, I'm assuming he's still in that same line, maybe coming up a little bit, claiming he's going to give Noah the top. But if you're running this guy down with a nine-second lead, one, you know it's David Starr, who is a disaster to race with at all times on the racetrack. Period. I, when I spotted for Garrett Smithley, we kind of ended up racing him a lot, and it was a nightmare. And he's, you know, these guys back there are trying to. A lot of these guys, Johnny Davis, World, Carl. Uh, I mean, um, Jimmy Means. These guys just don't want their cars to get wrecked. They really don't care where they finish. They don't want their cars to get wrecked. So a lot of these guys race kind of passively, and then you've got this guy in the middle of that just trying to run on, on your door every chance he gets, whatever. So you know, and this ain't the first time he's had trouble in lap traffic, so you know this is the guy you're catching. You know this is the line you're, he's running. You know you have a nine-second lead. You have to put yourself in a better situation with two laps to go. All right, hey, coming up on David Starr right here. Be smart. You know this guy. Give him a little bit extra room. Don't go to the outside because even if something happened with the tire, obviously. We saw all the pictures. The tire was coming apart. Tire blew. But even if the tire doesn't blow, he's still in the – He's two-thirds of the way up the racetrack. So now you're going around him with a lane and a half to work with. 
That's just not a move I would put myself in with a nine-second lead with two laps to go. Very rarely, TJ, do these tires just blow, though. Like, you usually get – I heard it was, quote, courting. It right? was, it was a the part. Tire like the, was picture up, was, it was, the picture was – But what terrible. happens is, yeah. TJ, they'll shake. They'll give you a warning. Like, I, I mean, do you think the guy should have driven the corner that hard? Um, I think – I think uh, obviously it's probably not the first time that Noah had passed that car that race. So I'm sure, I don't know how many laps down David Starr was, but I'm sure Noah has passed him a lot. So he's probably, and you build a. He was on a lead lap. Was he's he? 15. But I'm sure he's passed him that race, though. So, I mean, I'm sure he took wave rounds and stuff. No, he was actually pretty decent, but. There were so many cautions, dude. There were caution yeah. after caution. But I mean, I think you plan on that guy going to the corner. And the way it went up the racetrack from the video I saw, that that was pretty quick. And it, I don't think um, – I think I – know, I know Noah had a big lead, but it's really uh, – if you if you run 80%, you're still going to run the same line that you've been running. You're just not going to chance it getting into the wall or anything like that. I think it's just a um, a freak thing, man, and wrong spot, wrong time. You, you know, he could have been going to the bottom – the very same thing could have been said. Davis Ark could cut that tire, have that tire go down, brush the wall, and hang a left, not know Noah was there, and clean him out that way. And then, then everyone's going to be like, "Well, why didn't Noah just keep running the lane he was going to run?" You know, or you, people are going to say the opposite no matter what. But that's just bad time. That's racing. People have cut tires on the last lap. Um, have had bad things happen. Lots of things have happened the last lap to people. So just one of them things. This is going to go down, and we're going to be looking at replays of this for a while. And I don't necessarily know that there's anything. Noah, sure, he could have had a set of seven second lead. Okay, but you, you still have to go. You know, you, you have to go. But um, just when the way the car went to the wall, though, I think it was just a freak accident. And once you commit to the top, like Noah, I mean, he committed to the top. You can't just you can't just turn left. Um, it's not I bet, a I bet, car. I bet Noah wishes he had that lap back. I bet oh, he would. 100%. I bet he would be more patient. I bet he would be more methodical. I would be willing to say that when he hit David Starr, it looked like he was still in the gas, even though David was literally right in front of yeah. him. Like I just I obviously yeah. called. Well, that's him off how guard. abrupt it happened, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I know David Starr has been right in the groove sometimes when you're catching him and stuff. But like Freddie was saying, that he was actually fairly fairly competitive this race. So you don't expect a guy that's got okay speed to to just go and hit the wall, you know. And I don't think. Davis Hart is not one that's really going to overdrive the entry. It might be he's usually on the he's in the way, but he's usually just a conservative he is, he in the way. Is that in the way? But I mean, I just you know, think, he's not going to hit the wall at I that just point. Think there's certain guy like if you're coming up on BJ McLeod in that situation, yeah, you commit to the top, you're good. You know BJ is going to be out of the way. But but BJ knows in his mind the leader is coming. His spotter is oh. telling him the leader's coming, and BJ doesn't go in there and try to run 100%. This BJ lifts point. early. He gets to the bottom. He gives you the whole racetrack. This is my point. You know, but the, I'm not saying David Starr's right, but you know that's what David Starr is going to do. He's an idiot. He's going <laughs> to race hard every lap. So, so you know, you got to know the difference in the people you're racing with. You know, and if – I'm not saying you're going to – slow down and, and wait for every lap car but there's guys you got to know you got to give a little bit of extra room you got to be a little bit more patient around if I, he felt something beforehand he should have been way down out of the way i agree but if that if that the it looked like it's not i mean it just went quick i mean it went quick so i don't and i looked at the rest of them like oh those tires stuff and i saw the picture last night of the tire cording and look i mean it accidents happen i don't think i don't think even at that point i don't think he drives down in there 
and just walls it in front of the leader. He and not to mention that team; those guys don't want to tear up race cars. They no. can't, you know. So the best tweets I saw all night that came out of the Xfinity race were. Man, just imagine if we could come to a place like this and run a championship race. Because that Xfinity race, dollar for dollar, they don't get any better. All it was, of the races. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I don't Not just the Xfinity like, race. Imagine a green-white checker with the cup race. Just Yeah, I mean. Shoot, I was nervous with 15 to go. There'll be no. <laughs> Starting third. There's no chance you're ever going to convince me that Phoenix is going to be a better championship race than Homestead would be. There's not a, I don't know that there's a track on the schedule besides maybe a plate race or like a Martinsville that you can convince me are going to be better than, than Homestead. I mean, California would have been a good one. Obviously, that's going away. But, I mean, the, Homestead puts on the best race. You racing. mean the whole state of California is going away or <laughs> just the racetrack? You wi- I know you wish the whole state of California would go away, but we're going to just go with the racetrack for now. <laughs> I mean, he's got a win in Napa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All Wine right. country. Some comments from earlier in the week last week about from Kyle Petty on NBC, a uh, little broadcast they did. Kyle Petty says, if I'm a veteran driver at the Gibbs organization, I'm looking over my shoulder as the young JGR drivers were succeeding with Ty Gibbs and Christopher Bell winning last week. Denny responded on Twitter saying, choose your media sources wisely, folks, and included screenshots of links to an article about his contract extension and a graphic of him first in points after the Daytona road course. Then says it's unlikely he has any clue what's going on. Brett, spot on, spot off. First of all, I'm spot on for Kyle's comments because Kyle's job as a media member is to make people think. Um, The Christopher Bell reference to me is completely irrelevant. Christopher obviously has already won a race at Gibbs and is already embedded in the Cup Series, so there's not like he's going to kick out one of the other guys. You know, Clearly, Ty Gibbs is a development guy. I would say Ty Gibbs is either going to end up driving for Denny Hamlin or for Joe Gibbs, right? That makes the most sense. But that's not going to happen overnight. I could see two, three years down the road him taking the place of any of those three guys. I mean, Martin, Kyle, Denny, they're all 40-ish. And, and I mean, look, man, we know how the sport is. At some point, they'll squeeze you out, whether it's money-based or it's performance-based. You never know where these guys are going to be in two, three years, where the money's going to be in two, three years. And, and obviously, Ty's deeply embedded in the Gibbs organization and Toyota. So, I, I'm, I don't fault Kyle for saying this. I think it's awesome, though, that Denny comes back and takes some jabs. Clearly, there's some something in the air there between those two guys. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like you said, Ty Gibbs, he can go out and win every Xfinity start he has this year. I still don't think you see him in Xfinity until probably 2023 at the earliest. In Xfinity? Cup. I'm sorry, in Cup. Okay. Um, at, at the earliest. So now you're looking at, I think Truex did a deal this year, which all their deals are like two or three years, I think. So now you're talking about the end of Truex's deal or the end of Kyle's deal. Denny, you know, I think he just re-upped for another three, so that's probably put you to like 24 range. Um, but – these guys, I, I don't. I mean, I get what you're doing. I get what you're doing. You're trying to have us talk about it, have people talk about what you're saying. So that's a good move on his part. That's what you're paid to do is is have people talk about you know what what you're talking about. But I, I just don't. I mean, I don't. I felt like it was pretty irrelevant. Like it's it's not. It's two three years down the line at the earliest. I mean, the uh, you got to know that there's been they've got a plan. There's zero chance that Gibbs doesn't have a plan. Somewhere in their head, what they would like it Ty to be doing, um, and if Ty goes out and is really successful, I feel like we've been listening, watching Ty race for like ten years, and he's only like what eighteen, nineteen, or whatever. Eighteen, yeah, 18. yeah, and um, he's been winning races for a handful of years now, and he, I do think he needs this year and complete year next year at least. Um, and if he goes out next year and wins five, six races, I think so. They're gonna have to find a spot for him somewhere. Um, but the uh, 
the example of this that would to me is is Hendrick. Hendrick's taken they've gotten they've started signing all these young kids and now they're starting to be I mean William just won. Uh you got Larson in there and Bowman in there. They're I bet you could add up all theirs and not even get close to one of Gibbs guys as far as I mean, I don't know. What do you think? You know more about that area. I would say Chase as far Elliott, as pay. Chase Elliott's making bank, the other three probably aren't. Yeah, but yeah, Chase is probably but minus Chase, I mean, that how many we're talking millions, right? Millions and millions. Millions of dollars difference. Yeah. Yeah. You think Chase makes more than the other three combined? Yes. Base salary. <laughs> I yes. mean he is a champion. I, I agree. Base salary hands down. Yes. I, I think there are drivers in the Cup Series right now that their salaries are capped. And I don't mean their salary. Let me rephrase that. Their earnings are capped. No matter how well you do, no matter how many races you win, you're capped at how much money you can make because there's inventory available on those cars. And, and when you have inventory available, as an owner, you've got to get that money back from somewhere. So that's going to be the purse, right? So when you hear that you know teams have a sponsorship available – that money's got to come from somewhere. And it's going to have to come from the purse. Well, guess who that makes lose money? The driver. I, you know, I think we, and we talked about this either last week or the week before. You know, more Toyota teams, and that the point of more Toyota teams is to give yourself options because in years past you had guys coming up through in Toyotas, whether it be truck or Xfinity, and you kind of, all right, we don't have anywhere to put them right now. You know, so you end up with Christopher Bell in the ninety-five or whatever. Haley Deegan to Ford. <laughs> yeah, like Haley Deegan goes to Ford, but now with 2311 or with you know rumors of other teams going to Toyota now you've got options now you know one guy I, I see speculation on this all over the internet Twitter Reddit wherever I can tell you one guy that I don't think will ever run a 2311 and I think that's Denny Hamlin I think Denny Hamlin is gonna run the 11 car until his career is over and then you know maybe the last couple of years maybe do something with his own team, but I think he has no interest in driving one of his own race cars. Here's what I don't think the comments cover, and that is the Harrison Burtons of the world. Yeah, that is Brandon, the, Jones. The Brandon Jones of the world. Daniel Hemrick, I'm not going to put in that conversation yet because he just got the Toyota. But you know those guys are heavily in bed with Toyota and have been their entire careers. So where do they go and when do they go? And that's the question, right? If I if somebody's on their heels, it's not Ty Gibbs just yet. Yeah, I think. They've got a good crop coming, you know what I mean. They've got a good group of kids. They've been grooming, um, and Brandon Jones. I think he's gotten really he's gotten really good at the Xfinity cars. He knows how to drive them. Once he stopped wrecking, he's fast, man. If he if he drives at a nine out of ten the whole race, he's probably he's he finds the lead near late in the race, and he's good. I mean, he just seems to always have some bad luck or fight. He always gets himself in some trouble at some point. Um, but Harrison, to me, is still. Uh, we saw him when he was in Kyle's trucks. We weren't really sure if he was gonna, if he was gonna keep growing. To me, he's showing he's still growing. Yeah, I, I four see, Xfinity wins. I see. Yeah. I see Harrison still um, getting better and better. So, and obviously Ty coming in there, winning the road course, and Ty seems to have a good head on his shoulders. They could have. Uh, I mean, Ty and Harrison, and and possibly Brandon Jones down the road is they could be, they could be a great group to have in there. So. It'd be interesting to see Ty this. No, where do we, where do we go this week? Phoenix or no? Vegas. Vegas. Is this, then Phoenix. Vegas. It'll, be inter- it'll be interesting to see Ty in that Phoenix race, where it's very easy to get frustrated, no matter how good your car is, when you're stuck in dirty air and it's hard to pass. 
I want to see Ty at a mile and a half. That's what I want to see Ty. But he's those cars are quick at mile and a half, so he's probably going to have speed to start with. Yeah, I, I think I'm not. I'm not. None of it's easy, but I think it's almost easier. You have more maneuverability at a mile and a half versus a place like Phoenix, where you're kind of locked in. It's hard to pass, no matter how good your car is. I know Ty can get it done from the top five at a mile and a half track. I want to see what happens when they have a pit road penalty or something, and Ty has to get through the pack. And move around and be patient at times and wait for the wait for the mistakes of the other cars. Those are that's what I, that's where I want to see Ty and see how he does in them situations. Brad Kozlowski had an interesting tweet in response to all this too. He said, "This is also crazy." And then he put his uh, next text in quotes as if it's coming from someone else, maybe a team owner's perspective. Are you younger and can we pay you less? Do you have any followers on social media? Yes, we like you. What's that? You've never won, let alone contend for a cup win. No big deal. Then he said, "There are tons of great drivers, young drivers, but the hype train is insane." Brad, Brad is not wrong. I mean, I mean, he sa- sounds like sour grapes when he says it, but he's not wrong. I don't think. No, the hype train, and it only gets it only get the train gets longer when they do good too. It'll run over you. Be careful. It'll what, run I mean, over what's, you. What's your checklist when you're trying to sell Jeb Burton to Cheddars? Like, where, where are you, how are you like? Is that is that is that relevant? You know your Twitter followers, your your social activation, like everything right now is about telling a story for these brands, right? And and you need to align with the brands. I mean, Jeb Burton was a chosen one for Nutrinac Solutions because of his background, and it was outdoors, it was agriculture, it was farming. Ward's a big landowner. Ward owns a Ward owns a foundation that goes out and captures land and makes it to where nothing can ever be built on it. He protects our planet. So when you're looking at sponsors right now and you're looking at drivers. Um, it has to align with their personalities. They have to be an ideal brand ambassador or it's flat out not going to work. And then, to your point, hype train, right? Got to show some promise. Jeb showed a lot of promise here running a part-time schedule for JRM. Um, But, man, when you look at these brands, these are big-time brands doing big-time things, and you got to be able to tell a story. Happy birthday, Bob Pockers, before we move on. Is it Bob's birthday? It is Bob's birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, Bob. Happy birthday, Bob. I don't think we've ever wished anybody a happy birthday. That's the first time. Bob deserves it. Maybe maybe each other. He's got to be 73. I I would say he's closer to 80. Bob's the reason I know where I start next week already. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bob's like, Bob's like, so uh, we were talking about it in our group me or whatever, and it was like, oh, Bob's got to start 19th. We'll see when the lineup comes out. And it's like. If Bob tells you it's Easter, you better start dying your, your eggs, baby. <laughs> Bob is so knowledgeable. He even re- he's so good about past events. He's like, nah, they really haven't never done anything for this in the past. I wouldn't expect much. Like the, he, the only thing I got to give Bob crap about was I know I seen a tweet this week where people were complaining about the three forty eight start time, and he's like, well, you got to remember this was scheduled to be the California race. So, Bob. We've started at three thirty every week so far, so I don't care what race it was scheduled yeah. to be. I don't care if we're in Brazil, Bob. We're still going at three thirty. This thing could be in Hawaii right now, and it's, we're going to start at three thirty. Yeah, although Bob Bob did tell one of the best uh, the best stories on the podcast ever about the hickey. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got to replay that. We got to get Bob back on. Yeah, yeah wasn't didn't he grab the wrong glasses? He took or the something? wrong glasses. He took the girls' glasses <laughs> instead of his glasses. <laughs> gotta love Bob Parker. Happy birthday, Bob. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better 
than using a free awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. I think it's time for Reaction Theater. Hey, uh, speaking of Reaction Theater, last week, was that Chris Rice? Because that one guy sounded a lot like Chris Rice. I didn't hear it. The guy that was like, do you still have that, Jason? I don't. Okay. There's There's a good chance, but... The TJ, T, it sounds just like Chris Rice. I had I have to go back and listen. It would not surprise me. All right, here we go. Gregson needs to watch that fresh mouth of his. You can't f-ing use language like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, we're gonna need some money from you, buddy, for the swear jar. Given how no Gregson raced 2020, that finish was perfectly well deserved for him. I wish I could feel bad for him, but I can't. That dude is a jerk, and it couldn't. That wreck couldn't have happened to a more deserving person. I, I gotta say, I can see Noah being well liked or well hated. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think he can live on the fringe of, you know, the Matt Kenseth of the world. Nah. Like it, because he does the interview and then he does the shrug and he says, "I'm going to drink a White Claw." So a, a yeah. 45-year-old Budweiser-drinking, beer-bellied guy ain't going to like that attitude. Matt's a superhero by day, but at nighttime he's the villain. He, and he'll Matt, is he's sneaky. I think there's one thing we got to talk to Noah about is maybe just get in the ambulance when something happens because the show of walking around or hyping the crowd uh, – it's getting old. I, I didn't think. understand hyping the crowd. Like, I'd have been flipping the guy off. Yeah, I'd have been trying wrecking. to run out on front stretch trying to kill somebody. I would have somebody. thrown a full-blown eight-year-old temper tantrum right there. Hey, man. I wouldn't have been hyping the crowd. Yeah, but I, everyone, this is good. This is good. I mean, I was watching it because we um, I, we finally got a rental car an hour and a half later at the airport. But um, I was watching it, and I was like, man, like, this guy just got wrecked, but he's, like, kind of pumping me up now. <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't know. I, it's fine if you do it once in a while, but listen, every there, time is a little much. Noah's either going to – he's going to – but he's – man, he's polarizing kind of like you, you got this guy that's you – know, he's kind of playing – he's not going to be able to play the good guy, I don't think. Um, but it's exciting, I think. I, I'm surprised given his speed, right? And there was a time last summer where he lost it, but – Overall, the last 14 months that I've seen this kid drive, I'm surprised given his speed and he has some financial backing that he's not given a look by some of these cup owners, right? And maybe he was and he turned them down. But I'm surprised because I think he's ready for a shot at cup, you know? In the right car. I think in the right car. Yeah, I mean. But is the 34 the right car? What are you going to get in? I mean, like, but I'm I'm saying, like, I don't don't know. But he is definitely more ready for the 38. Than Alfredo was, and I don't know what the situation there was, but um, I think you, I think you'd rather win Xfinity races than drive which is fine, yeah. That's 
but John Hunter ran John Hunter ran the first half of the year in that 38 fairly I'm not gonna say competitive but good for that car and he, he, he's he truck racing. He, I was gonna say he damn sure did now he's truck racing but he almost won <laughs> I mean if he wins Talladega is he's truck racing yeah probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right what's next how on earth did we go from an exciting Daytona road course where they were using each other up to a to a homestead race where they where they just you know someone got loose once I think. <laughs> Other than that, I agree with Noah. These dip it's cost him the race. Somebody's learning how to get the f- out of the way. <laughs> That's what I said when it happened. TJ said before this show started, Cup cars are too easy to drive. He ain't lying. Yeah, they're just. It's too. We we've said it a million times. They are. It's like there's a, a vice ho- holding the car on the track, like just ripping it down, like stuck. And even when they get loose, it's uh, a quick correction. Like it's not like a, you know, the dude just sideways off the corner with the right rear smoking. Um, anyway, let's go get blasted on this next one. This one's for TJ. TJ, I just wanted to say congratulations on spotting 20th for you in the Uniblocker. Great job. You really <laughs> killed it this past week. I don't taking a 20th. We actually are 25th. <laughs> Thanks for gifting me five spots. <laughs> the whole pit at the end, get some tires and try to get back through some. I thought you were spotting for Ross Chastain with that that block he threw on Matt Di Benedetto there. Well, this next one might cover that. So oh, good. Let's talk about it then. Hey, TJ, did you hop on that 42 radio when Chastain was blocking like Logano? <laughs> Holy cow, guys. Wow. Speaking of blocking. Looked like it. Did you see us dive to turn in the bottom of turn three, that one restart, that whether it was the green checker deal, we went like four wide in a three? I don't think so. It's bad. Like, we were four wide. Now, I didn't think we were coming I was out four, of it. That whole, are you talking about the one lap run? Yes. Yeah, I was four wide. We were, we were started 22nd, I think, and yeah, were 13th. You on, yeah, were you on the top, though? Yeah, I we thought you top. were in that. I might, were, have been the four, I might have been the fourth one on the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have the 42, but we can, um, we can get Brandon, get a hold of Brandon McReynolds and talk to him about it if you want. <laughs> All right, last one. Will he be one? Will he be one? He finally won! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I mean, we can't yell a little girl on here. Hey, man, I'm happy for Although the little if, fan. I'm glad yeah, for her. We have to talk to Davis about his daughters. If, if they keep talking trash, we have to. That might have been Davis. That, that might have been Mike Davis. <laughs> I, I can see William Byron. Being the new Casey Kane, if he can win races, I mean he's, he's yeah, you know, good looking young kid, well spoken, mm-hmm. um, got out. Thank God. I mean, I, I appreciate a guy getting out and thanking God. But God, Goodyear and Gatorade used to be the three G's of Victory Lane. You know, I miss those days. So yeah, I, I could I could see I could see him helping the young fans get really excited about him. And it, that was big for uh, Rudy too. Fugel. Oh, good th- point. Third third race out of the boxing cup just goes out and. Win, you know, dominates at the end, wins the race. Um, they started he, off good fast yeah, this year. I wow. mean, and and you know, I I liked Rudy's interview where he after the race I read where he said, you know, we're not a championship team, but now we've got twenty something weeks to figure out how to be one, and and it wow. could be hard to handle. Good point, Fred. Like I've got to say, the fact that he's their crew chief had slipped my mind, and then when you go back to the KBM success that he had, no matter who his driver was. Wow, third and, race and in, he wins a cup race. And he was, and you know him. And that's where William, him and William formed their relationship. Was he was William's crew chief there, and they dominated that one year. Good call by Mister Hendrick once again. I, I don't know how he got to be a billionaire. <laughs> Good. To leave an audio message twenty four seven, go to anchor.fm backslash clear and click the message icon. We'll be sure to play the best ones each week on the show. 
Offer Pad Question of the Week. So what's the front of your house like? Do you have a front porch? you sit on the front porch? Kids play in the front yard? TJ, you go first. Uh, my front porch, I got two rocking chairs and don't really sit out there in the winter time a lot. Summertime is pretty nice. The sun sets on the back of the house, so the sun's not shining directly in your eye in the evening. So, yeah, I got a small, just small front yard. Grass is okay. So... It's pretty nice. That sounds exactly like my house. <laughs> same, mine is the same. I got a little porch with two rocking chairs and yeah. a small front yard. Remember that song? If the world had a front porch like we did back then, Tracy that's, Lawrence. That must, I, don't, that's, I don't remember that's, that law. That's some page on stuff. Uh, right yeah, I don't have a front porch. My um, my steps go a balcony in that hotel. My steps go directly <laughs> into a stone foyer like entryway. Um, and it's it's like my front my front porch. I don't have one. I about tripped carrying a the biggest fish tank you've ever seen down <laughs> Brett's front steps one time. Yeah, and that was going to be real bad. But yeah, my front yard doesn't get used a lot. I was gonna say I don't. I've never um, even used your front door except to carry that thing out of there. Yeah, I, I, me and Bodie have to go play baseball in the front yard because there's too much dog <laughs> in the backyard. Um, <laughs> so that's where we go to do long toss. But um, and we also just bought remote control cars, so I got a little racetrack in my front yard. Um, should just stack the dog. Do we, go, jump. <laughs> we go flying around the front yard in the remote control cars, but maybe I need a front porch. I feel like I need one right now. I feel left out. If you, you want, I'll, buy, I'll buy you two rocking chairs. Because at grandma's house on Sunday, man, we got there right after church and she had lunch ready. And after church, man, we'd all sit on the front porch and all the old folks that like canned green maybe beans one. can yeah. make cucumbers. And I'd go out there in a little yellow Volkswagen in the field and learn how to drive a stick, right? But Man, I miss the front porch. You guys just made me sad. Yeah. Where I come from. You can come over and use a lot of front porch sitting. Yeah. There you go. I like that song reference. So when you go buy your house on offer pad, make sure you find one with the front porch. What do you have, Jason? I have oh, I just got in the new townhome. So we have a little oh, a little not yeah, a porch. That's what happens when you're the you're download that, producer D- now. D- the Dillner download. I, you nine. realize Dillner's just sticking it to you the further you get into this company, right? He's doing less and you're doing more. <laughs> He's out looking at new trails across the country right now. So he's it's really important. Now Jason gets to probably produce the Dell Junior download as well. That is you don't listen? No, nah, it's just wow. it's not popular. I don't have time for that, Jason. I'm telling Dale you don't listen to his podcast. So you're getting screwed more and more. He's doing less and you're mm. doing more. I'm right. reading on how to get puke out. It says use an upholstery cleaner with vinegar. <laughs> Once that dries, plain baking soda or pet fresh powder and vacuum. When all else fails, charcoal briquettes in a pan under a seat. It should absorb the smell. Becky, come to my f-ing house and do this. I cannot follow that many instructions. The, I like the charcoal. I thought she was going to say light it. If Yeah. <laughs> just lighter fluid and a match will take care of it yeah. also. Um, <laughs> if you... You have to take it somewhere because if you continue to do it yourself, you're not only – I mean, you may get the smell out, but I know you for too long. No matter what, unless somebody else gets it done for you, you will always smell it in your mind. This may be the only tweet I've ever sent out, though, that I don't actually have to block anybody. I'm asking how to get the smell of vomit out of my truck. Give it a few more hours. People are actually being nice. I can't wait to bring milkshakes to the first baseball game. No, f*** that. (laughs) Let him ride home in your truck. (laughs) Yeah. You might just want to. Oh, let's see. 
Remember them little trees we used to hang in our mirror? Oh, you guys aren't old little enough. Trees. Like oh, the yeah, vanilla Roma. Spot- I used to do the vanilla Roma. Yeah, Chad Little drove that yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. Trees. You used yeah. to sponsor a Bush North car yeah. too yeah. for a while, so right? Va- vanilla Roma was the one that I would hang in my Chrysler Laser 1984 with turbo, and it would talk to you. <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I had a bunch hanging car, in some expedition I had recently. I had to stick a bunch in the yeah, back. Yeah, that expedition I sold Freddie for a thousand bucks smelt like the ass of a giraffe. Like you can't imagine a car smelling like They tell you like you're supposed to. Like when you open up them little trees, like you're not supposed to just yank the thing out. Like yeah, you're, you're supposed, supposed to, to like you leave the plastic on the bottom out. of yeah, it. Yeah. Ease it out. I had a, like I had two of them, and I took the pla- I took it right out. I was like, let, let, let me let me tell you what happened though, Freddie. So the, I don't want to know what happened. I the rubber it. seal, but nope, <laughs> the rubber <laughs> this seal. This is not going any better than I thought it was. Between the window and the door, rotted out so that water got in there and it just went down there and sat. That's what you smelled. So I, if if you got really sick, I apologize, but that was the smell. That's I, what it was coming. Oh, no, I got sick because I got a headache from how bad them air fresheners smelled when I unleashed them all in my car. The you worst just, part was... So you I, just rubbed them all over Megan and got in the back seat. <laughs> I got in the back seat. <laughs> Megan smelled like a pine tree for like three weeks. It was great. Um, oh, man. Um, but like I literally, the day I got that thing, that I, was, I was driving to the airport, I'm like, whew, this is a little bit rough. So I stopped and got two of them big ones, right? And I just stuck them in the back seat, opened them up completely, stuck them in like the door, like the thing in the back seat, like in the door. And... Got on the airplane and left. And when I came back, I went to get in that thing. I had the worst headache of the way home because it's it's like you ever been around somebody that wears way too much perfume or something. I, I, like I, I gotta tell you this story. So I sold Freddie my be, expedition oh, okay. for and listen, I bought the expedition from Elliot for one dollar. Yeah. Okay. True story. Made a thousand percent on me. So so I turned around and sold it to Freddie for one thousand dollars. Okay. Many, many, many years later. But Fred, Freddie, how expired was my tag when I sold it? To so you? I go to register this thing. And Brett, I mean, I'm not talking, this thing wasn't like sitting in Brett's house. Brett had been driving this thing every day f- until I got it. So <laughs> it's like you got to go and fill out the paperwork for to get it registered. And so it's one of the questions is, what is the date on the tag that's on it now? And this was, I bought it from you in what, 2019? 19 probably? Yeah. And it was like, I look and it was like May of 16. And I'm like, Brett. Like, what have you been doing for three years? He's like, oh, if a cop got behind me, I just pulled in the parking lot. So, fine. So, so this morning, brand new truck. This morning, brand new truck. I'm driving here. I get a text from Rodney Childers, who lives in my neighborhood, right? And my text from Rodney goes, where's your tag at? There's literally not even a tag on my he, new truck. It's three months old. He, you took it off going to Daytona, right? No, I don't have – I finally got the tag in, but I don't have any screws to put it on. And the I-77 freaking lane charges you $10 every time you get in it. So I'm like, well, they can't send me a bill if they don't know who I am. So I just left tag off. If it, All you got to do, oh like, here's what you do. I think this will work. If you just – if a cop gets behind you because the tag hold is – out the door. Yeah, just hold out the window because the tag yeah. is in your center console, right? It like, is, yeah. yeah. So just hold it out the window so he can read it, and then you'll be fine. Okay. All right. I think you don't – I don't think Tape, you need screws. Put it in the back glass like an, like an old truck. Well, you think that camera will <laughs> capture it? No, you don't want. To, that's the problem is you don't want to see the, the camera. To I don't see want to it. have to pay to drive on seventy seven. I hate that road. <laughs> you don't have to get in the toll lanes. Why don't you just? Yeah, I do because it's the other one lanes suck. Why don't you just print off a fake one? I, uh, I thought about actually taking the number and just like putting a piece of tape to make like the eight look like a three. Yeah, I and mean, then maybe they'll send somebody else a bill. Take a paint pen. Take a paint pen. Just make it up. I wonder. So we stole uh, Slugger Labby's van to drive to this golf trip. Me and Doug went on, and we took the toll lanes the whole way waving and stuff to the cameras every time so i wonder if slugger ever got that bill <laughs> hopefully he did oh i'm sure he did all right it's time for fast lane 
our weekly segment where we expose the intelligence level of our panel of spotters by having them compete in a speed trivia contest. Brett, you are first up this week. Great. Good luck. Hey, you know you screwed up that, that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to fact check. So, you, know, you, know the first, you know the first person to tell me you screwed it up was, Jason? Who? Wheel. Wheel. My buddy Wheel, the bus driver. Which one did he screw hey, up? The, the, the moon Apollo. issue or whatever. Uh, there uh, was landing on the sun one, whatever. Mission. The was. Uh, he yeah. named the mission yeah. instead of the rocket. Yeah. He screwed me on the first week with a test tube thing. No one's getting screwed this week. I promise. <laughs> well, Speak for yourself. Well, All Freddy, right. <laughs> Freddy's question. First question, Freddy. Two plus two. All right. First question, Brett. Who won stage one on Sunday? William Byron. Gosh, I didn't watch man. the race. Who finished last on Sunday? Quinn Huff. What's the first name of the girl Freddie took to prom? Megan. <laughs> Trying to help you. Who painted the Sistine only. Chapel? The who? The Sistine Chapel. Two Sistines. How many nights has Hanukkah celebrated? Two. All right, good job. Zero out of ten. Damn. Chris Buescher won uh, stage one on Sunday. James Davison? Timmy Hill finished last. Oh, that's oh nice. poor I Timmy. Timmy Hill. I feel bad about that. The girl Timmy. Freddie took to prom was named Liz. How the f would I know that? Liz. <laughs> She's uh, supposed to guess. <laughs> well, he only messes, messes with Megan, so. I, oh, that's Doug. <laughs> yeah, that's Doug. Doug's got 12 Megans. But now he's got, now he's got a Jacqueline. Yeah, now he's got a Jacqueline. Michael he's way better now. Yeah. Angelo painted the Sistine Chapel, and Hanukkah is celebrated for eight a, nights. I thought that was a Michael Ninja Turtle. Turtle. Oh. <laughs> I was going to tell you it's a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah. You guys want pizza? <laughs> Freddie, your turn. You have to get one to beat Brett, so that shouldn't be too hard. First question: How many laps did Bubba lead on Sunday? Ooh, uh, two. At which track did Tyler Reddick also finish P two in a race last year? Darlington, oh, man, Texas. What's the first name of the girl TJ took to prom? Mm, Frank. No, you're not getting this. There's no chance you get this. Think out of the box. Dale. (laughs) (laughs) What letter is not included in any of the 50 U.S. state names? X. How many inches high is a table tennis net? Uh, Three. You're chewing everybody this week. TJ was right. Reddick finished Second at Texas in a race last year, TJ took Gretchen to prom. Yeah. Gretchen. Oh, Middle name was wow. Ursula. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our parents were not friendly with her, I guess. Ah, took me forever for her to tell me her middle name. <laughs> Ninth bet. grade. That was good. The letter Q is not in any U.S. state name, and a table tennis net is six inches high. Where's X at? X? Texas. Who's the uh, hottest Gretchen that we even know? I don't know. Uh, what was the country music She was way better. I'm a red Nick yeah, you're probably right. That's the only one I know. Class brawl. Gretchen was much better looking than I was. Like, are there so. any hot Gretchens That's not saying much. <laughs> no, I mean, much better. <laughs> like, what makes you wake up and go, man, I'm going to name my daughter Gretchen. Like, where's that trouble. come from? You're going to get me in trouble, Jason. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> you, you stay in contact with Gretchen? Huh? You stay in contact with Gretchen? No. No, definitely not. I want to see a picture of this chick. She's she's cute. Is she? Oh yeah. God! Yeah. Well, she broke like my now. heart. Broke my heart in ninth grade. Oh. Man. Yeah. The, do you ever notice that the cute girls get ugly and the ugly girls get cute as you get older? Uh, yeah, that it, I know that did happen to few. Yeah. Yeah. A few million. There's there is a girl that that was in my high school the, that the one would, that got away. There was the really hot one. <laughs> what was her and, name? Uh, I don't want to say, but <laughs> she 
went on to a she couple like little TV little TV shows and stuff. And this other one that nobody really ever talked about now. Oh my gosh. What's her name? I can't tell you. You still follow her on Instagram, I guarantee you. You need to follow her on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> TJ's such a wuss. Just tell us who it is. Which one? The hot one. Oh, Le- Leslie. Leslie? Yeah, Leslie Hess. Leslie, Leslie Hess. Hess. Yeah. Huh. All right. Your get turn, on, TJ. TJ, if get too right. Get on Instagram here while TJ's Go ahead. If you win, <laughs> I'm, I, I mean. Gretchen and you will get an all-expenses-paid trip to Aruba if you win this week's show. <laughs> Leslie Hess is wondering, why are all these people following yeah. all of a sudden Instagram? lit up. Oh, no. This is just going to be bad. All right. <laughs> underscore Hess? What's Leslie <laughs> under <laughs> Leslie, I don't know. Leslie underscore 1028, something like that. Yeah, okay. Anyway, back to the show. Go ahead. You guys answered some questions. TJ, how many laps did Joey Logano lead on Sunday? Uh, 12. Who was the last Daytona 500 winner to score three top tens in the first three races before McDowell? Dale Jr. What's the first name of the girl Brett took to prom? Pat. <laughs> Hell, I don't remember her name either. What was her name? <laughs> what gender are working bees? Female? I mean... How many elements are in the periodic table? Oh, my God. I I know this. Uh, 144. Okay. That's your answer? Yeah. That's wrong. TJ got two out of five, so you win. I'll tell you your correct answer. All right, Gretchen. (laughs) We're going. (laughs) Hey, Leslie underscore 1028 underscore is private. Everybody go try to follow her. No. Why in the hell am I getting this many requests? I requested it. Meaning equals Did emotion. Really? Emotion equals life. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about her on the show. I might as well support our theory here. She's going to be like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah, my fault. <laughs> Leslie, I'm sorry. So after Dale won the 500 and finished in the top three, the first three races, Logano did the next year. Uh, oh. The girl Brett took to prom was named Stephanie, and there are 118 elements on the periodic table. So Stephanie, was she hot then or hot now? His phone's open. He can't Stephanie, hear you. Was she hot then or hot now? Stephanie, um, she was hot then. I haven't seen her now in a while. But I would say she's probably still hot. Let me ask you this, because knowing you, I know probably the answer. So you were what? in? She was probably a senior, and you were in what, like sixth grade when this happened? I was in ninth grade. She was a senior. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, all my friends were older. I can't help it. How many proms did you go to? Three. I went to a lot. I I went went to ninth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade in my school, and then I didn't go my tenth grade year. I turned somebody down. Um, What a! Did Uh, you ever go to a prom with a younger girl? Man, I mean, I didn't have any money. Did you go to a younger? Like when I was a senior, I think I went. I got asked to go to the um, junior prom or whatever it is. We didn't have those. We couldn't afford that. No. Shoot. We Dude, didn't even... Page in South Carolina? How many people did you graduate with? 120. I graduated with 75. That's why y'all had to have junior proms. Jeez, you guys went to small <laughs> we schools. We didn't have any. Yeah, everybody knew everybody in my school. We didn't have football. Your family like, tree goes straight up. <laughs> no branches. Yeah, there's not many branches. <laughs> it's There's more, more cows in that town than people. <laughs> What an idiot. All right, we have come to our What an Idiot segment of the week. Brett, I, you get my award for this for letting donor doing all donors work. That was just TJ didn't prepare any answers, so he just thought of that on top of his head. Brett, no, that's who's my your, answer. Who's my your What an idiot. idiot goes to 
David Starr. Sorry. That's it. I, I, I can't help That's it. That's obvious, man. I can't help it. I mean, I, I watch this guy just be an idiot every week, and it's our first chance to give him an award, so congratulations. I, that It truly upset me. I really wanted to give it to the guy driving a 48, but I'd never heard of him. Well, I, so I didn't see what happened with them guys. You said 47 so, or 48. So, like, Noah's running the top, which is a preferred lane at that point in the race with a leader, and they just clog the top, man. I mean, just clog it, clog it, clog it. He's losing seconds. He'd get by and make it back up, catch the 47. Weatherman, same deal. Would not get off the top. Noah's trying to run his lane. And, I mean, it's just like anywhere else. If we're at a road course and you're that far off, you, you, you get out of the apex of the corner. I you did give see that 47 parked there one time. It's ridiculous. Like, I yeah. mean, they just have to be more aware as drivers. We talk about it all the time. So, we'll give all three of them. What an idiot. Y'all win. Freddie. My what an idiot goes to Matt DiBenedetto. Mm. Because. Because he didn't turn the 42. Because he should have wrecked the 42 car. And the reason why you should wreck the 42 car is – because now you've just given a green light to everybody to do that to you. But if you go in there, and I mean, he already had him jacked up. He could have just very easily finished him off, but he lifted and stopped and let him straighten out. And now he, there's a target where, oh, hey, you know, maybe we could do this to Matt all the time if he's going to back out. But if you go in there and ship the 42 back to South Beach when he cuts you off like that, everybody's going to be like, oh, hey, you don't pull down in front of that 21. He'll wreck the hell out of you. So I, that. You know, you can't let yourself get pushed around like that. And, and I just thought that was a mistake on Matt's part. So that, that'll be my one idiot. And I mean, this is, we saw the same thing, different circumstance, but the two cut the nine a hell of a break. I, I, did you see that one where the nine slid up in front of the two off a of four? Oh, yeah. And st- the two had a slam on the brakes yeah. and not running the back of them. That would have taken it, them it both a, out. Yeah, the difference is it would have wrecked the two at the same time, but still, I mean, he cut him a hell of a break right there. Um, Yeah, that was a. I saw that. I was like, oh, I didn't know it was that close. Like, I mean, he had to lock the brakes up to stay off. Yeah. Um, man, I think mine, uh, mine's mine got to go to – I really want to give it to Jason still for letting doing all doing his Pick work. Pick someone real. Well, you're not real. You're not real. You're not real. <laughs> the donkey? Fictional. Fictional donkey. Man, I got to go – I don't know what happened, but I got to go with the tan man. Him and him and, him Blaney. and Blaney both having solid runs and – if you're not sure out of four, like you just – I talked about it last night with Joey a little bit. Like there's – when you got a guy running the wall and a guy running the bottom, there's four lanes of racetrack between you and the bottom. It's really hard to judge. And that guy on top, his run starts – he's going a lot faster than you at that point most of the time because of the run off the top. So you just – it's not worth taking – you're better off – give that one spot up and keep racing until you get them, you know, you're sure you got them, then just killing your race. Yeah. So. You're in the preferred lane going into one anyway if you're almost clear coming off four. Yeah, well, that guy most of the time off the top would clear him. Um, unless you got off to the bottom. Some of the guys could get off the bottom really well, like the 34 could get off. And if you had a guy that was struggling on the top, couldn't maybe keep the throttle on too loose or something. You prefer the bottom or top? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm fat. I'm, I, I mean, my car was fat, but the bottom was better for us. Yeah, I can see you doing well on the bottom. <laughs> Dude, we really get off on the bottom pretty good. I just saw where Eric tweeted he got tight. Like he yeah. told Joel, but and it was it was weird. I felt like that started further back in the corner than just like a your typical That's coming my off a of four. And I'm sticking yeah. to it. We saw that. We saw the ten come up on the twelve. We saw the seven come up on the ninety eight. In the Xfinity race, which I feel like that's that happened. really shocked me, man. I feel like that's happened a few times. I forget where we were going in a one recently. He 
I mean, not recently, within the last couple of years. Talking Xfinity race? Yeah. I, I, I didn't even see what happened. Yeah, he just come across the, the 98's nose off of four, off of two and buried himself in the fence, gave the 98 a bunch of damage. I think it ended yeah. his day, I would imagine. I don't oh, it Did he try to, was he day. trying to clear him? Like, yeah, I mean, over, he was here and just. Yeah, so he, he tried to wash him up. I don't know if he, I don't know if, same thing, if, you know, he's going to say he got tight or what, but he just, he literally, they were off of two and he just come across his nose and turned him in the fence. Yeah. DBC picks. After Homestead, Freddie is on a roll. I'd like to once again with Tyler Reddick. I'd like to I'd like to pick earlier than third every week if you guys don't well, mind. Chase Elliott, good luck, everybody. If he doesn't win this race by a lap, then something was really wrong in Phoenix last year because he came from dead last, took the lead, smoked everybody. What? Oh, it's f-ing Las Vegas. I thought we were going to Phoenix. Yeah, wait. Uh, let's, good. He let's, already picked Chase, so he's got you can Chase. Change, you can change no, your I pick. Had, hold on a minute. I had the wrong track. He's fast I, at Vegas too. So, <laughs> um, who was fast yesterday, other than the winners? Byron. Byron Reddick. was good. Reddick yeah, I wall. mean, Hendrick. You Hendrick know what, man? Like, you talk about how hard Homestead is. Vegas is not an easy racetrack either. If you show up there loose, you're in trouble. Getting off a two's hard. Carrying a lot of speed into three's hard. Like, that's a that's a hard racetrack. I'll try Ryan Blaney. TJ. I'm going to roll with William Byron. I'm going to roll with Joey Logano. I got Chase Elliott at Phoenix, though, no matter what it happens. <laughs> you, you think we can do the three-peat? I'm, I'm That'd be so. three Vegases in a row, man. We'll find out. Three spring Vegases in a row, anyway. I think. Yeah, maybe. Well, you guys remember. have fun in Vegas. I, 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 that's probably one I'm going to miss going to. I will watch this weekend and I, be tuned in. I got a truck race this Friday. KJ. Who? Truck racing. Also triple header. Triple Friday header. Night. I got to text old KJ when we leave here. I forgot about that. Our friend KJ from. The Cosmopolitan. the Cosmopolitan. No better place to stay in Vegas right it, now than the Cosmopolitan. It is the best. I hope I run into Brendan at South Point. Why? I never hung out with him, man. Never. I'd like to get to know Brendan. Yeah. He's, everyone says he's a funny dude, man. He's one guy that I've never we've, – we've, a long time ago in a show we talked about – everyone always has such good things to say about Brendan, man. So. He's got a good personality. He's an outgoing guy. He yeah. does a really good job when he had that segment on Sirius XM. I used to enjoy that. Yeah. I've always thought he's been funny and – and stuff every, every interview you see and stuff and when he wins it's you're gonna remember it i'll never forget when he got the kodak sponsorship it was actually a penske and he would carry around a kodak camera everywhere rest in peace <laughs> kodak camera by the way uh but that was uh that's a cool deal that's yeah. fine he didn't last we we me and will would sit in the truck and go is brendan gone yeah he gone. <laughs> brendan gone he gone Thank you to our great presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Share the show, tweet about it, and uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Jason, before we uh, cut off here, um, yeah, just a, a buddy of me and Brett's, and I know TJ knows him, Brad Little. Uh, B-Red used to drive Casey Kane's motorhome forever, ever and oh, ever, yeah. forever and ever, and then he drove Denny's for a year. He's given and, us all a lot of golf cart rides. Yeah, for sure. He's uh, one of our best friends, man, and uh, he lost his dad to some complications the other day. So, uh just thinking about him. I know he's going through a tough time right now. I know. I know we're going to get together with him when he gets back. But yeah, we'll. Uh, you know, one of yeah. our one of our really good friends, one of the greatest guys you're going to know, do anything for you. So he listens every week too, man. Yeah, he's Listen always listened from yeah. like day one. He's been a listener. Yeah, we love you, B. Rad. We'll see you when yeah, you're man. home, buddy. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.